Hey, it's Marthea Pitts, the MSW coach, and thank you for coming back for another episode of Macro Social Work Your Way. Be sure to connect with me on social media. I'm on Instagram at the underscore MSW coach, Facebook at the MSW coach, and on LinkedIn as Marthea Pitts, the MSW coach. This is going to be a great episode. So I recently posted on my social media a question asking, why are social workers hesitant to advance in their careers? So let me explain why I asked this question. Um, In my career coaching program, I have worked with dozens of social workers. And what I quickly realized was that Social workers desperately needed career mindset work. A lot of it stems around their belief in their ability to do work over and beyond case management. A lot of it um, stemmed around their just sheer belief that there are other career opportunities out there for social workers over and beyond case management. Um, A lot of it stems around their their right to earn um, salaries that that allow them to be able to take care of themselves and their families and, and, and not have to work two and three other jobs. I say that because you would be surprised the level of career mindset work that we do inside of the career accelerator. And I I infuse it in a way where we are getting the tangible things that we need, the tangible areas down and master that we need to find, secure, and competitively compete for work, for macro work, but also to confidently once you secure the job and even in the process of getting the like trying to compete for the position you are in a headspace mentally to say i am an expert here right and so when i read a recent comment this was a comment that i had never really heard before about um social workers being hesitant to move up in their career because they feel like there will be a lack of skilled social workers on the front line in case management roles. And I want to give the piece of information that this came from a person, a follower that follows my work, um, who would I would consider to be an OG in the game, right? And so an OG to me uh, is because this person says that they have over 15 years of experience as a social worker. So that's an OG to me. Social work literature will refer to them as a veteran social worker. So to read that, I was like, oh, wow, I've never heard that take on it before, right? I, I named some of the career mindset things that I, I I am aware of, but I never specifically heard that area of concern. And when I read that, I immediately thought like, wow, we as social workers are so passionate about 
people and their well-being oftentimes at the demise of our own. And so I wanted to come on and give a little information if this is your primary concern about advancing in your career and the fear that if I leave, who else will do the work? Who else is there passionate enough to do this work and really be good at it other than me? And I'll sacrifice myself um, to ensure that it gets done. First, I want to say that the social work educational pipeline is designed in a way, and this is all like workforce development space, how workforce development, higher education works together, um, is that there will never be a lack of social work professionals entering the field. It just won't. There are thousands of social workers that graduate from degree programs every year. And based on the Department of Labor statistics, our profession as a whole is increasing rapidly every year. And the outlook for our profession is great. So I wanted to say that there will never be a lack, right? And that if we want to look at it on the terms of like the natural cycle of life, <laughs> um, it's okay if, you know, our more OG social workers transition out of those places. Why? Because higher education and workforce development, they've already projected for people to cycle out of those social work level of roles, those front-facing roles to advance in their career, maybe retire, move on to other areas of work. They've already projected that and have started working on to make certain that there's no deficit that occurs, right? So I say that to say that it's not your responsibility um, to worry about keeping that cycle going because there are other institutions and systems that work to do that. And there will never be a shortage, right? Because higher education is a business. They're not going to go into a deficit and not have social work students entering and exiting the program because that would affect their bottom line. So I, but what I really want to talk about is from a career coaching aspect is that again, it's not your responsibility, right? So anytime you are making decisions in your career and, and not fully taking into account your needs and your goals and the things that you envision for yourself or the needs of your family, I think you are doing yourself a great detriment. Right. So I say that to say that your concern is valid. If that is your concern about, hey, if I leave, there will be no one else to do this wonderful work that I do. But your your skills, your knowledge, your experience is needed in other areas and spaces. And 
The only analogy I can use is one that you commonly will hear in business about the importance of scaling your business and moving from being a solo entrepreneur or providing one-on-one services to thinking about ways that you can serve the masses. And I am a big advocate for macro social work because in my experience, that is the best way to do that. Hence the reason why I became a macro social worker because on the front lines, I quickly realized like I am going to not be able to make the changes that I really want to make for my population. Because I see my clients suffering every day because of these barriers and issues when it comes to workforce development for youth, young adults, and adults, right? I need to position myself in a place, employment-wise, where I can create change on a large scale. And so that was one of that was the primary reason I shifted from being a micro social worker, case management to a macro social worker is that I wanted to scale my reach. I wanted to scale my impact. And I understood that I could not do it one person at a time. And I wanted to be in positions where I could do work to create prevention based initiatives where my clients won't ever have to deal with this again once I get to the top and I'm able to create these initiatives and ways of changing the system. So I wanted to leave it there and it's so much more I want to talk about on this subject, but that is just one of the responses I received and I wanted to talk about it and just say that it's not your responsibility to um, be concerned about the the education pipeline or the entry to workforce rates. <laughs> but what it is, what can be your concern is if that is a primary concern of yours, then I challenge you to become a mentor to social workers. If your concern is, hey, if I leave this organization in advance in my career, then one tangible technique that I could give you is that create a plan where you will mentor the new social workers in your agency or organization to get them to the caliber or whatever level it is you feel they should be at. I don't, I don't know. Um, and then challenge them to pay it forward. Before you leave this position, you do the same. You can create a culture where quality social workers have the mentorship that they need, and that can free you of the responsibility of feeling like you have to do it yourself and you have to sacrifice yourself and stay in positions that you clearly have outgrown. Because honestly, if you're thinking about the workforce pipeline of skilled social workers, that is the indication to me that you have clearly outgrown being a case management because you are a systems thinker. So I'm going to leave it there. And say thank you. And I'll catch you next time on the next episode. Have a wonderful day. Bye.